Welcome to Generations Be Like. This is where we exchange generational views from our different experiences, lifestyles, and mindsets to find common ground. Hi, I'm Yulia, a 23-year-old Hispanic millennial who recently graduated college and is trying to figure out her place in the world. And I'm Ham, a 40-year-old Asian Gen X teacher, coach, and technology professional. As I enter the real world, I want to figure out how to navigate life as an adult. Like, what are taxes? And as a veteran of adult life, I want to continue to develop and create new opportunities for learning. Like, how do I TikTok? So, Hom, I was scrolling on my phone the other day, and a headline popped up from the LA Times talking about how there's a coin shortage. Uh, Yeah, totally. I saw that and experienced it for myself. Um, Because I have a coin-operated laundry machine in our building, I had to go to the bank and get quarters. And... When I walked up to the teller and asked, she just shook her head. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they didn't have one roll of quarters. And that is amazing to me. Because I also worked in a bank when I was younger myself. So I know there are always trucks that bring in coins and all this stuff. And there are like boxes of quarters that you would get every single day. So that is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it's super weird. But I think the article and me too it's probably blaming the virus for it all since everything closed down and everyone was telling people to use cards instead of cash so there's no wouldn't be any transfer of germs um i think people just hoarded their money and then now we have this so i guess i was being selfish because i needed coins fortunately i found some but uh i know this is affecting business so what do you think we should ask our audience to do well, if our audience does have any coins, let's try to use them because if there's a coin shortage, it stops this whole chain and it's a whole thing. So let's get coins back into the system. Very good. As you can tell, this is going to be another episode into our financial lifestyles. Uh, today specifically, we'll kind of explore the change in the use of money and then float this idea of a cashless society. And see where that leads us. So we can talk about, first of all, how has money changed? I think of it as the instruments that I've seen throughout my life. And one of them is checks. Because when you uh, open an account as a kid, you get a checking account. And so I never really understood the idea of checks. Do you even know what checks are? I do know what checks are. Because when I opened my banking account, like they give you... A set of three or i don't know how many but i don't think i've ever used them i i i'm not even sure i know how to fill one out exactly <laughs> that's interesting that right there um if you're in, in education uh that is part of a class it should be taught in class and it's not which is very strange so for someone to say they can't write a check is very interesting i mean i'm sure i can google it but <laughs> that's true well I do use checks. I use it to pay my rent, uh, and I also use it to pay an energy bill. I think the idea behind a check is just like when you sign for something, it has your signature on it. Other than that, it's really not a good financial tool because it has your bank information on it. Like It has your signature, which so I don't think it's actually the safest thing. Yeah, probably not. I, I don't see the point in them, honestly. Yeah. Well, and then there are cash and coins. So let's start with coins since we just spoke about that. 
coins, I think are actually pretty handy. And um, I don't mind it. I kind of like it because there's some weight to it. So it feels like you're like holding a lot. So if you've seen those movies or cartoons where they're holding the bag of change, like it feels like a lot. Or actually my favorite, uh, you ever you, do you know the cartoon DuckTales? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So every episode, Scrooge would dive into his safe of coins. I don't know how he did that. Yeah, that seems like a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. So I always enjoyed that. Um, but the usefulness of coins, if I can get back to the topic here, is that if you travel, have you traveled to Europe? I have not, unfortunately. Yeah, when you travel to Europe, actually, have you traveled internationally? I, I have. Great. <laughs> I know that many, many countries utilize coins um, for certain denominations, and it's actually more used than paper money, which I find interesting. And I, again, I notice this mainly when I'm in Europe. So it's funny because actually when I travel to Ecuador, you know how like dollar coins here, like they're not rare, but you don't see them often. But over there, they're like pretty regular. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is widely used as, and I, I, I guess over the years, we, I don't know, it, maybe it's just inflation, right? There's not too many things that you can get for five cents. No, unfortunately, sad. I don't, I remember when like bags of chips used to be 25 cents and now they're like a dollar and they're still half full. Dollar? You're lucky if it's a dollar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think that's why coins are kind of slowly dying. It's, it's weird because like I don't mind using coins or paying exact change, but I also don't seek it out. Like I'll pick up a coin off the street or like if I find it on my couch, that's cool, but I'm not seeking it out. Like I don't really care about coins. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you. But what I think everybody still seeks is good old cash, right? Dollar dollar bills. <laughs> Paper money, which, uh, yeah, if, if you're not familiar, it gets printed <laughs> by the U.S. Mint. And I actually think we should stop printing money. <laughs> Because it's actually a piece of paper, but Yulia, what does, uh, maybe you do know this, but what does that paper actually represent? Do I know this? I don't think I do. Oh, well, it's like, it's backed by gold, right? Yeah, that's right. So, which I am curious <laughs> to know if you ever go to a bank, would they actually give you gold uh, for it? Um, that would or, be like a nugget or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, we're almost at that point, right? Like, if stuff continues the way it does, it's kind of scary to think about that. Yeah, uh, let's not. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's stick to paper money. Um, the interesting part about paper money and coins is that it fluctuates. Uh, again, it's speaking in terms of international consumption, I don't know if that's such a good method. Well, that. like, yeah. When I. It's funny because I know cash is something you can have in your hands and you see it and like that's the money you have. And sometimes having money in your bank account, like you don't really see it. So it might be easier to spend like with credit card and stuff, but I find it easier to spend money because it's not, I feel like it's not technically part of my, my like total value or my, um, what's the word? Uh, your net worth. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, it's like, I don't have it anyway. So I just spend it. So and you're saying spend it in a good way. Yeah, I, I guess so. 
<laughs> no, meaning like you, your point is, and let me see if I get this right. Let me see if I get this right. You're saying if you go to an ATM, take out that cash, it's not like you're spending your entire net worth. It's you kind of just put it aside and are spending it. And whatever's left in the bank is yours. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if I take the money out of a bank account, like I can see the deduction. Like that's like I know. But then yeah, I guess so. Like it's just like it's kind of not part of my net worth anymore. So like might as well spend it. <laughs> uh I like that idea. I think I, I would attribute that to for me for credit cards. But we'll no. get to that. Uh cash. I feel like a lot of people still take to cash because it's just easy. It's what we know. Uh, and getting it and somehow feeling it in your hand like is tactile and then handing it to someone else, whether it feels good or not. I, I don't actually like handing people money, <laughs> but or when you get it. So I can see the allure of cash and why it's still important. And I don't think it's ever going to disappear. I I don't think so either. Also, just a side note, pay your waitresses, like tip your waitresses or waiters in cash, please. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I actually, okay, I, I just feel like it's easier because actually when you tip in credit card or like debit card, whatever, they take a percentage of that tip, like as like a service fee or whatever. It's not a lot, but it does add up. And like cash, you actually get the cash and they don't really have to take that out. Are you speaking from my experience here? I am. I was a waitress for a few months before the pandemic happened. Oh, okay. Yes. So even in your short uh, waitress career, where, <laughs> uh, you learned that pretty quickly. And I'm sure there are folks out there that definitely agree with you because they've done that for years. Okay. Yep. So that's the second step, actually, for our audience. Tipping cash is the way to go. Yep. So you just kind of... Uh, made the case to keep cash i guess i i mean i guess so it's weird because i feel like we're moving away from it mm -hmm. which wouldn't be a bad thing because like i mean we can talk about this later because i'm i i'm growing up in like a, a digital world or growing up i'm old but like <laughs> like everything is like you know, digital and like Venmo or PayPal or sometimes like even Bitcoin that I don't even fully understand, but like, that's what I know. So, I mean, I also know cash though, so I can see, I can see kind of both sides, but. So now that we know that cash is still king, as we start to move into the cashless parts of things, let's talk about credit cards. Oh, my favorite. so easy to spend <laughs> and swipe. It's just, it's so easy. Uh, yeah, so I think that is the universal experience. It's a very powerful financial tool because one, you can use it anywhere. It's quick. For me, it's the bane of my existence because uh, <laughs> you fall into the trap because you can charge anything and you think you can pay it off. And maybe this is my tip for, for you is when I finally moved out, I just bought everything, bought a new couch bought some other clothes, some sheets, you had to buy food and all that, you know, like just to be convenient, which a credit card is, you just start charging things. So you're telling me don't do that? Uh, as best as you can. Yes. yes. Ugh, that's so hard. Retail therapy is so fun. <laughs> I do have to say too, 
um, in recent months, I haven't ordered things as much as I used to. So uh, this actually has helped me slow down my spending. Really? See, I'm. I feel like I'm the opposite case. Like that, I just peruse Amazon or whatever other website, and I just click. And then you get that package and you feel happy for a moment. <laughs> That's probably why I charge everything because it makes you feel so good. Shopping is fun. I definitely <laughs> had a shopping uh, obsession or shopping habit. I bought a lot of electronic toys. My advice to someone in their 20s is to be careful with those credit cards. Um, use a debit card when you can. That way it just comes right out of your account and you don't have to potentially rack up some interest. Yes, I agree. I am learning that now. <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned like, you know, shopping online, things like PayPal have made it even more easier. They're like, pay now with one click and you don't have to put in your phone, like your whole credit card number. Like that's becoming a nuisance now, like typing the whole thing in. No, just pay and you're done. Right. So that gets us to our, our newest form and potentially the one that takes over. I don't know. And I think I will take the stance that it will not take over? I don't know. I feel like everything's becoming digital and every, like everything is revolving around technology. So unless technology dies out, I'm going to take the stance that it, it won't be like cash is king, but it's definitely becoming a, a prevalent form of paying or spending money. Yep. And to be specific, we're talking about digital wallet type apps, right? So Venmo. Uh, cash app. Zelle, Google Wallet, Apple Pay, things like that. Yep. And most of those things are linked to a credit card. Uh, so again, going back to the credit card, it still is a credit card, but uh, a lot of them can be linked to your bank accounts. And so is that the way that we are going? And is it necessarily good? I mean, I feel like the goal is to be more efficient, right? So I feel like these things are super efficient. They are, but here's the test. Can your mom utilize these apps or do you? Do you Venmo your mom? She doesn't have Venmo. See, that's the thing, right? So well, she uses Zelle, though. Okay. So is it that if you are older or you're part of a different generation that you may or may not be apt to using more than one of these apps? And do you only use it because your kids use it? <laughs> Because I, I find Venmo to be very handy. Yeah, it's super easy. It's like a very quick. It's funny because like before, if you said I don't have any money or I don't have any cards on me, and like your friends will be like, oh, okay, I'll pay for you, but you have to pay me back. And it would have to be like sometime later, like a few hours later, be like, oh, hey, I don't have money. Can I just Venmo you right now? So that you know, at least you gave the money right away. Like it kind of holds you accountable at the moment. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Although there are still those folks that, you know, that don't, but you know, what's cool. You can, right. So Venmo, you can, you can, you can keep requesting money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> but I like the original concept, right. Of Venmo, which is, yeah, it's just an instant transfer. It's meant for those times where you need to split the bill or you need to pay for part of it and you don't have to do it right there and there or if you don't have enough cash, but it is still linked to a bank account. So those apps were built for that purpose, which I think was good. And now it just has become larger. Okay. Speaking of like digital money, can we talk about 
Bitcoin for a second because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, so it's important to note Bitcoin is not like a cash app. It's a technology for recording transactions. The usefulness of Bitcoin is not necessary for monetary transactions. It's more of secure transactions. And as we know, transactions can be anything. Uh, they can be agreements, contracts, things like that, where it's just recorded somewhere uh, and you can tra trace it, right? Even though dollar bills have serial numbers on them, I don't know that anybody actually tracks down serial numbers and tries to figure it out. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So in this case, there's some like digital record somewhere that this um, tool, in this case, a financial tool of Bitcoin was utilized. So I know we're not doing a whole thing on Bitcoin, but uh, that is the appeal of it. It's also why it's kind of gained traction in the underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really can't. I mean, you can trace it, but you really can't. It's like encrypted, right? Yeah. The other thing about Bitcoin is that it has its own value. So earlier we talked about cash and how it fluctuates because there are just different types of it. So it's just the same thing like Bitcoin. There are different types of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin just happens to be one and one of the most popular, but other people utilize something else. So the hardest part about a cashless society is just agreement on what should be used. Yeah. See, it's weird because I can see both sides for a cashless society. Okay, name them. Some positives is that like it's faster. It's um, it can leave a paper trail, which can be good in some cases. Um, or, but then on the other hand, like if we want to flip the whole argument around and say we don't necessarily have to be like digital, it could just be like let's go back to the good old days where it's just bartering and things like that. That's and that could be a different way to, you know, exchange goods and services. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. So if this coin shortage continues, and then does that go into a cash shortage, do we just like call it a day and go back to our old system of bartering for services? Is that what you're saying? Probably, yeah. I mean, unless we can get that actual gold <laughs> where all this like cash is backed up by, then yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the whole bartering system. And I think part of the article that we were that we read earlier says that um low income families tend to utilize cash. So, so I'm wondering how that relates. They oftentimes don't have can't get like a credit card or hmm. even like sometimes cell phones don't have the apps to support whatever money transfer thing. Well the 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 bartering for service idea I kind of like because then kind of evens it out a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like we wouldn't really have billionaires, <laughs> which I think I'm okay with. Yeah, I think a lot of people are okay with not having billion. You can't even spend a billion dollars in your lifetime. Can you? Is it possible? <laughs> I'm sure I could. But, um, I don't know. There are a couple of movies about that, actually. I don't, I don't know if you It familiar. would just be ridiculous. What would you be spending on? I like guess five you islands. What do you need five islands for? <laughs> it's true. Hey, you're, you're, you're. I agree with you, but, but yes, if something were to happen to the value of our dollar, 
we may get to that. Who knows? And then it would just not only be cashless, it would probably not even be digital either because there'd be nothing. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. Because now I'm thinking about like inflation and all that stuff. Like, Yes. Yes. That is the argument, though. We may or may not end up on that path of countries that have had issues like that. Uh, for example, like Venezuela, right? Where yep. the inflation is so much, it's just not worth anything. Yeah, that's weird to think about. <laughs> so let's do this. What What is your current status and how you roll with money? Like what is in your wallet? In my wallet is, well, it's funny that you say that. Um, so I do have cash and I do have some coins. Um, my cash is left over from my uh, waitressing days that I'm slowly running out of. But I also have a um, credit card that I only use for emergencies now because, yikes. And then my debit cards and a few gift cards. What's in your wallet? Capital One, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I used to carry a lot in my wallet. I used to be like carry every card I had and then business cards and then some cash. But then I realized it was causing my leg to go numb. So I kind of... <laughs> It's a thing. If you drive and sit on your wallet, it, it hits that nerve and then your leg just falls asleep. And I know I'm not the only one that has that. So I have grown accustomed to having a minimalist wallet and I tried to carry maybe $20 maximum, whatever denomination bills. Um, I usually carry two credit cards and then I utilize um, Venmo, which is attached to one of my back bank accounts. And then I also have the Samsung Pay app because I utilize an Android phone, which is tied to a separate card. Uh, so in my wallet is not too much, but I do have three or four methods to make payments if necessary. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, well, I thought you meant your actual wallet, but my cell phone, I also have Apple Pay and I have I have Cash App and Venmo because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't have Venmo. I'm like, do you have Cash App? I think the other... I don't like to carry it. I, I just always feel uncomfortable carrying a lot of money. I don't know that I've ever carried more than $200 around me at all times, but I've seen people do that a lot, and it just makes me feel uneasy. Uh, so I think that's another reason why I don't like carrying cash. I have carried like more than $200 at one time. Money bags over here. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, it's all gone now, but it was fun when I had it. I'm trying to think of the cases where... It was more useful to have cash rather than using my card. And I, I think one of it is like when you go out, <laughs> let's say you go to a, a club, you go to the bar or something, it just seemed easier to go through cash. Yes. The card thing is just a disaster. Yeah, because like, it's like who has to pay for what, your receipt, you have to sign it and the whole thing. Yeah, and then sometimes you don't know what you're writing down. <laughs> if you haven't way too good of a time. So that is a great case for cash. And as you mentioned, it's good for tipping. So make sure you tip your waitress. Yes. So in order to get to a cashless society, there are some things that are going to have to go away. Do you think some things have died? One thing of note that I thought is like traveler's checks. I don't <laughs> see those things anymore. Yeah, it's funny. When I used to work at like retail stores, they taught us how to like uh, take it or let people pay for it but then i've only seen one maybe once since then 
I did use them, and but that was a long time ago. I, I don't even know if they sell them. And it's almost like money orders, right? Money orders are kind of... Yeah, I think my grandma still uses a money order sometimes. A money order basically is what? It's just, it's almost like PayPal, right? Like you give someone else money, they they vouch for you that it's it's paid for. That's kind of how it works, right? Uh, I think so. I'm not really sure. <laughs> say anything about them. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You know what's another thing that's like... Western Union, are they still a thing? Yeah, I don't know how. It's just, it is. I so. think my grandma also uses them to send money to like her country. Yeah, because uh, they do wire money. But you can do that yourself in a bank. I think Western Union is still around because they open up at like weird times of the day. Probably. Wow, so much to learn. There's so many financial tools <laughs> that we may or may not know about. And we're sitting here saying that we should probably get rid of them and narrow this down. <laughs> Just cashless apps. We're smart. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I, partly because I hate going into an ATM. ATMs are very annoying to me. Uh, and going in the bank is the ultimate in annoying. And this coming from someone that worked in a bank. I don't even think I filled out like one of those slips before, like the deposit slips. What? Really? I don't, like sometimes I just deposit like it's either direct deposit for my job or like you can do it in an ATM. It's true. And then actually, if you go through the teller, yeah, they have you stick your card in. Yeah, you no longer need to write out that piece of paper. Interesting. I don't know where this takes us. Where does this take us, Juliet? I am not sure either. You know what? We should ask our audience what they think. Okay. What is the future of currency? Do you see it as maintaining the status quo? of having all of these tools, cash coins, credit cards, or will we make it to where it's just a cashless society and we are just tapping and paying and moving on? Hmm. Makes a think. Hmm. But um, I don't think a cashless society would probably, it won't happen for a while. So in the meantime, pay with coins and always tip in cash. <laughs> Great actions for our audience. Appreciate that, Yulia. Thank you for joining us today on Generations Be Like. We hope you learned all the things. Check out the show notes for links about today's topic. Got any questions, comments, or concerns? Tweet us at Jen's Be Like. Join us for our next episode.